0: We know Daniel Hahn a little bit around here. He is the chief of police of Sacramento, California. He was the first black police chief, but one of the things we know about uh, Chief Hahn is that he likes to be thought of as uh, just a, a good cop and not a black cop, among other things. Uh, Daniel Hahn joins us now. How are you, Chief? I'm good. How are you? Oh, it, it, terrific. And we're really glad you had a little time today. Uh, as you know about us around here, we are. Big supporters of the, the police, and we do our best to understand the incredibly difficult job you have. But we're also civil libertarians. We cherish our, our civil liberties, and we want to make sure policing is good, uh, policing that, that recognizes people's rights. And, and we know you're of a similar mind, so glad to have you along. Um, yes, I love good policing, too. If you don't mind, can we start with that? Uh, and we talked about this last time you were on, months and months ago, but that seminal moment when you were 16, how you first became <laughs> acutely <laughs> interested in policing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that I uh, became acutely interested in police. <laughs> well, aware time, of it, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely became aware of it, in, uh, for sure. Well, I I had gotten to a little disagreement with my mom, and uh, the police came, and uh, ultimately ended up with me going to being arrested for assault on an officer.
0: Right, right. And then you end up being a cop, which is pretty interesting. Um, yeah, but, that's a wild, twisted story. Yeah, I'd hate to be called <laughs> to account for the things I did at age 16, though, honestly.
1: Don't we? We none of us would be probably.
0: Are you kidding? If sixteen-year-old Joe walked into the room right now, I would think, how soon can he leave? Uh, yeah, exactly. But anyway, uh, so there's a lot of talk about reforming police departments, defunding the police, eliminating the police. Uh, r- proposals from the very reasonable to the utterly ridiculous. Uh, what's your point of view about the state of policing, whether your agency or others? What What strike you as some really good, solid ideas that might emerge from the energy of the moment?
1: Well, I mean, I think uh, we have to obviously realize that there's uh, issues with law enforcement community relations because we continue to see incidents and then we can continue to see the aftermath of incidents. But uh, really, is as horrible as what happened in Minnesota, Minnesota was to me, that's really the match. Uh, that's that's thrown on top of the kindling, and the kindling is the everyday interaction, and so those are the things that we work on here in SACPD, whether it's implicit bias or relationship building, and making sure our officers are able to um, patrol all of our neighborhoods. We have a very diverse city, so they need, it, it, maybe they didn't grow up in that neighborhood, but they need to be able to understand, uh, the neighborhood, understand the culture and the hopes of that neighborhood for them to fully be able to be a police officer there. In terms of, um, disbanding police departments, defunding police departments, I, I mean, I guess I'd have to see what they mean because I can't imagine um, like Minneapolis not having a police department. I mean, if you just uh, think of the city of Sacramento, we have over 1,800 calls come into our communication center every single day of the year. Wow. 1,800 times people are calling for some sort of assistance. Now, those don't all result in a dispatched officer or community service officer or CSI, but we we dispatch over 480 calls a day in this city and that's community people calling that doesn't count the number of times an officer does something proactively or follows up on a case or a detective goes out to serve a warrant or investigation that's only community members calling us we go to over 12,000 calls that are mental health related a year which is 34 a day so my question would be is if you if you eliminate the police department who handles all those Um, And if you defund a police department like in Sacramento, we're we're about 100 officers less now than we were 12 years ago. And so um, I'm not – I just don't know who would handle all – those calls, whether they're shootings or burglaries or who, who would do that. And, but I do think that the police department does a lot of things that we shouldn't do and that we're not the best equipped to to do. Like for example, those 34 mental health calls a day, a lot of those don't involve violence or threat of violence. And yet nobody has anybody else to call right. nobody knows who to call so they call the police department so an officer responds i think there's we could set up structures that where an officer never responds to those same with homeless and there's a lot of other categories where that's the case
0: it's astounding to me we don't have mental health squads uh, of whatever you know composition and and, and rules uh, it's i mean mental health like physical health is is not chosen in a lot of cases somebody's brain doesn't quite work in the idea that officers who get some training, but not much are the front line for that. I just, it's a failing as a society, but moving along from that, I've been reading Will Hurd, the, uh, congressman from Texas. He's a man of color as well. He's, uh, he's proposed some pretty common sense police reforms that maybe Congress can take a look at. And one of them is that make sure, you know, come up with best practices. And, and if, uh, local agencies, want national funding they have to live up to those best practices generally we're not big fans of central control out of dc around here but i am intrigued by the idea what do you think of that
1: yeah i think uh that those you know standardization in a lot of places is good in some things with the ability to localize it to your specific community we have a lot of different communities with um that you know, need different things, want different things. So I think to some extent that's good if as long as it's well thought out. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen nationally that, you know, for example, just wouldn't fit Sacramento um, or vice versa on the right. East Coast. So I think some of that would be very good as long as local um, jurisdictions have the ability to adjust those specifically to their community.
0: Right. Like any regulations, they might be well-meaning, but if they get too... Uh you know complex and difficult to follow they'll end up choking choking you out i understand right. that hey uh here's an incendiary question for sacramento police chief daniel Hahn. uh how hard is it to get rid of officers who ought to go bad cops
1: uh well you know there's officers have a lot of rights but i will tell you um when we have the officers that clearly step over the line we um we take appropriate action and there's been numerous officers um terminated over the uh, last several years but um it's not a super easy thing but um, is it harder than it ought to be in your opinion I think probably one of the things that could change in regards to that is I, I I don't for us I don't I wouldn't say it's harder than it ought to be. I mean obviously in their appeals process sometimes um the decision goes against what I said. So um in those I obviously don't agree. But um I think one of the things that could improve is is transparency, especially maybe with termination because Right. You know, the community just – the community thinks that if I report something to the police department, they're not going to – you know, they're investigating their own. They're not going to investigate their own. They're not going to do it thoroughly. They're not going to do it fairly. And I'm here to tell you we do, and we do hold officers accountable. But the community typically doesn't know that because we're not able to tell them that.
0: So uh, a follow-up on that. If if I I'm, – I'm Joe, Joe cop and and i have a really rotten history as a cop i probably shouldn't be one but it's in tallahassee or it's in reno or or maybe it's in la same state you're operating in um how easy is it for you to know that that i've already been drummed out as being a bad cop before that i say i'm applying question. to work for sac pd
1: yeah that is a great question because i get that a lot so the 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 feeling that a cop can be, you know, horrible in one department and then just right about the time he's going to get fired or something at that department just switches to another department. Um, I guess that's possible. I've never seen that. I, I think maybe in real small departments, maybe it goes, but what we require and what every department I've ever seen requires is that officer signs a uh, this one page paper that basically removes all his privacy rights. And so then we would go to that department and we'd look at his whole internal affairs file. We'd look at his whole personnel file. Our, that's what our background investigators do. So there's no way somebody could come here without us knowing about all their history in their- their previous department, because if they don't sign that form, we, don't, we, we stop right there. Right. It's, it, it, we don't go any further. So uh, that's a great question because we get that a lot because people feel that um, bad officers float around from department to department. And I, I guess that's possible if a department didn't care about their history. But it, it's it's not possible if they want to know for them not to know that officer's history.
0: Right. Well, yeah, interesting, because I know some smaller agencies that struggle with um, recruitment are, are a little more uh, are a little less discriminating. Uh, about who they hire, but uh, on that topic, uh, Chief, uh, how's recruiting these days?
1: Well, I, I think you probably, uh, we probably talked before, It's it's been a challenge over the last several years. Um, but in the last probably four or five months, we started a new recruiting campaign and doing a lot of different things, and it's actually been picking up. We'll see where it goes in the next couple months, but it's actually been uh picking up this uh july will be our largest academy probably two years so that's that's a good sign interesting we still have a lot of catching up to do from when the economy tanked uh, several years ago we're still catching up from that
0: i have uh, a couple of friends who are recently retired peace officers who um they're the kind of cops that you thank god exist i mean really good cops i've seen them work um and they're just they're they're terrific and and a couple of them said, "I'm that's it. I'm out. Things have gotten too weird, too ugly. Um, the scrutiny is different. I mean, it's not like legitimate oversight. It's like every single second somebody is trying to catch you at something. Um, it, it, how's that
1: struggle going within uh, the force?" Oh, that's definitely legitimate. Um, I've never seen it. You know, I've been an officer for almost 33 years now and I've never seen it like this before. Um, Death threats showing up at people's houses um, on calls. Um, But I also think it's a, it's a product of um, not making enough progress in a a lot of the segments of our community. Um, But it does make it really, Tough, not only for the officer, but for their families. And, um, you know, watching their loved one leave the house every day to go to work and then hearing about that when they get home or seeing it on the news. Um, I mean, we've had we have pro- protests regularly in Sacramento. We're the state of California, so probably on a daily basis there's some sort of protest going on somewhere in our city at the Capitol or somewhere else. Um, We've had very volatile protests over the last couple of years, but these last protests over the last couple of weeks where they're throwing rocks and bricks and fireballs, trying to pull officers into the crowds, and even worse, around the country in some other cities um we've never seen that before and so that's that's challenging for officers but i think it also shows that we need to make some progress because it continues to go on hey
0: do you guys use uh the carotid restraint at all they're they're calling it a chokehold in the media because the media is bad at their jobs but um what's the policy in sacramento on that
1: we did up to last weekend and uh we banned it last weekend oh really how yes. interesting
0: well, I tell you what—we uh, need good cops desperately. And Daniel Hahn, Sacramento Police Chief, does not dodge questions. His uh, his department is transparent, as you can hear. And uh, Chief, we appreciate the time very much. Let's stay in touch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Keep up the good work. All right. All right. Thank appreciate you. it. Yep. Uh that's that's a good cop right there. Um, and uh, we've been talking about this throughout the show. If you're just tuning in, there are some good ideas. There are some provocative ideas out there. How to improve policing? How to reform? You know what needs to be reformed and making sure that it's uh, easy enough to get rid of bad cops, the rest of it. Um, and and I think any uh, thinking, feeling American should be pretty enthusiastic about that, uh, that discussion because it's really, really important. But the extremists and the nut jobs who are, who are yelling, you know, disband the police, defund the police. And if you're not a hundred percent with us, you're a bad person or racist or all, we have to reject that thinking. Number one, it's not going to get us anywhere. It's just going to make everything worse. And, and, and number two, it crowds out the really good, smart ideas. So uh, that was a good chat. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Daniel Hahn of Sacramento, California. Armstrong and Getty. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
1: important information